0: How I became a priest. Me two brothers and two sisters were all parents by the age of sixteen. When I turned eighteen and hadn't yet got a girl in trouble, me parents figured I was destined for the priesthood. This was before the Celtic tiger began to roar, so there weren't many jobs in Ireland at the time, and everyone just took what they could get. An uncle of mine, who was a confirmed bachelor, with no kids of his own, wanted me to take over his farm. Now I'd done loads of farm work over the years, baling hay, milking cows, cutting turf with the schlon, and I loved being outdoors, but seven days a week, 24 hours a day, with a lot of pottering around in between, now that wasn't the life for me. As it turned out, the parish was looking for a new priest because Finnegan Flanagan had decided to answer a higher calling. After only one year on the job, he decided to quit and move to Australia to become a professional surfer. Until then, I didn't even know that surfing could be a real job. So anyways, I went down to talk to Bishop Maloney, fully expecting to be turned away as soon as I got to the door. But thanks to miracles and divine intervention, I got the job. The fact that I had never read the Bible and had no intention of remaining celibate didn't seem to bother anyone. The only concern I had was that I knew nothing about women, and to be honest, I didn't know anything about life or the real world either. Except for that one fairly innocent summer romance in Dublin and having two older sisters that used me as a human punching bag, I hadn't had much contact with girls. What was I going to say if a middle-aged woman came to me for advice about her marriage? Or her sex life? A cheating husband? Someone who's committed a crime? Murder? I wasn't ready for any of this! So I sheepishly asked Finn for some advice before he left. He told me I just had to listen. To just shut up and listen. Now this sounded like terrible advice but over the years it proved to be the best advice anyone has ever given me i quickly got a handle on the cycle of life as it pertains to being a parish priest and became known for being entertaining eloquent and sometimes thoughtful as i spoke at a constant rotation of baptisms weddings and funerals interspersed with weekly masses that i had to deliver being born on good friday gave me a bit of street cred with the older parishioners which was badly needed because I looked nothing at all like a priest. At the time I was tall and lanky, I had red, frizzy, curly hair that I grew into a fro like your man from Tin Lizzy. My face was gaunt, with a bushy, unkempt beard. The only thing that stayed the same is me eyes, which are deep blue and have the look of someone that thinks about life and death a lot, but with a twinkle of myrt, as the Santa stories say, and laugh lines, so you know it's not all doom and gloom. Anyways... My first real triumph as a priest was learning how to make puchin. Puchin is the Irish equivalent of moonshine or grappa, and it's like speeding on the motorway. It's illegal, but everyone drinks it. The real art of making puchin is to make it so strong that you almost black out, but not so strong that you go blind. A learned craft on the knife edge of difference between death and existence. And then I began expanding operations. I started with beer. Better than the Americans, but not as good as the Belgian monks. Moved on to whiskey. Complete disaster. And finally, the blood of Christ himself, red wine. It was spectacular on every level. A good friend of mine, Father Golini Garbaggio, who ended up in Canada as well, had a line on some grape juice imported direct from Italy at discount prices. Golini came to Ireland because he wanted to see a bit of the world. His real name is Marchizu or something Italian like that, but everyone. Even his girlfriend calls him Golini. The full nickname, Golini Garbaggio, comes from both hockey and soccer, where he has a reputation for scoring a lot of garbage goals. But as Golini says, they all account. As far as looks go, I'll put it to this way. I knew Golini for months, maybe years, without ever thinking about it at all. He basically looks like a regular guy. Except for one important difference. He's apparently good looking. Every time we go out to a pub, women come up to him to flirt even in countries not known for that, like Ireland and Canada. He's the same build as me, tall and thin, but a bit more muscular. His skin and hair are dark. We both have beards, but mine makes me look like a beer-drinking folk singer, while his well-groomed beard and angular face make him look like a boxer that's never been punched. Anyways, back to the wine. Not only did it taste divine, haha, there was a seemingly bottomless well of this magic juice flowing into Ireland every month. It wasn't long before we were supplying every parish from Nacnagoshal to Terry Glass and saving the bishop about 10,000 quid a year. Myself and Golini were making a tidy profit, and everybody was on board since we were all drinking more and saving money at the same time. Win, 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 as they say in business brogue. In the late 90s, the Celtic Tiger brought economic opportunities to Ireland from the rest of Europe and the world, which was great. Unfortunately... It also brought more stringent enforcement of the laws, and the guardies shut us down. No matter. By that time, I was well established with the clergy, and had a lot of friends, both male and female, who came to me to chat about their troubles and have a laugh over a glass of wine or beer or pachin. Life was good, and the horizon of possibilities seemed endless.